Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good morning, everyone. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, here to share with you investing for weekly and monthly cash flow. Today is 8.47 a.m., Wednesday, March 24th. This is the last full week of the first quarter. The first quarter actually ends exactly next week, the 31st of March, and then the second week opens up. So we're going to be doing some Ooh, a lot of math and calculations next Wednesday to give you an idea of how we did on the first quarter of the year and what we can most likely expect to receive by the end of the year based on the performance that we had for the first quarter. All that being said, let's jump on out of here and see what's happening today. Uh, again, like you remember, we have the three positions that we're carrying forward, collecting the premiums every week, and there is a surprise this week. Or not this week, but today. This is a surprise. I woke up this morning. And I looked. At the, I'm looking at the account. And said, "Oh, what am I gonna do here?" So, what that is basically. Let's run down the three companies we're looking at, and then we'll go through what we're looking at. All right, Colgate Palmolive is the first on our list, and that's the one that we have a little surprise. Um, all right, we're gonna view the trades, and here we go. So we have 900 shares at uh, right about 80 and we sold nine contracts at the 77 call which means someone has the right to buy back from me at 77 dollars at the end of this week or any time between now and the end of the week now it's only at 77.75 so the whoever bought the option is up 75 cents so they may buy it today tomorrow or the next day you never know we don't know until we know and it's kind of fun. It's just the way it works. But so I have to decide today whether or not I want to buy it back now, whatever the price is, because it is what it is. Uh, we don't know what the market maker is going to do when the market opens up in, what is that, an hour and a half? But what we do know is that she closed yesterday at 77.75. And we got the 77 spread uh, call. So. I got to decide whether or not I want to buy that back and move forward or just let it go and move on. I'm leaning towards letting it go and moving on, but then I have that $3 loss. Now, I know that I've been selling premiums since the beginning of January, and I probably more than made up for my $3. But do I really want to take the chance? And Colgate Palmolive is a good company where I wouldn't mind holding on to it for a while. It'd probably be cheaper just to buy the option back and sell the um the 80 so let's quickly take a look and see what it looks like um cl oh right now you can't really go by the numbers because they're skewed because it's not during hours i can check it later on this afternoon but i gotta go to work this morning don't have to i choose to because i'm in one of those positions where i work if i feel like it and i don't work if i don't feel like it but i already committed myself to working this morning that's why i'm up this early getting this done now all right so 
The bid is 77.33 and the ask is 78.49. They're not real because the market's not open and when they close the market, they skew the numbers. So when the market does open up, these numbers will be a lot tighter. So I'm going to quickly take a look at what we're, what we have at the moment. So we have an idea of what we're looking at. All right, so 77 <clears throat> is going for uh, 92 to a dollar 10, which I really doubt that. But the 80s actually come to a live with one cent. I think I'm going to wait and see exactly what happens when the market opens and see where these numbers are. I will, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my computer with me. So I am going to have live access during the day. So halfway through my day, I will open it up, take a look and see what's going on to see if I've had to make any adjustments during the day, uh, probably later on. I don't know, probably around noon. I'll be up at uh, almost to New Hampshire by then. All right, so I'm not going to do anything at the moment. I'm just going to sit and watch. Let's take check the seasonality again real quick. Let's see what this thing's apparently going to look like. Yeah, see, now the seasonality says this is going to drip, uh, drop a little bit more, but we really can't go by that because the numbers got all skewed because of last year. Um, now, when you're averaging out, if you're averaging a certain amount, let's say you're averaging a 10, okay, and then one day, out of the blue, somebody throws a monkey wrench into the works, and then all of a sudden, you're at a 2. But then, they figure it out, hey, that's not real, nothing to be worried about, so everything goes back to normal. But it doesn't really, because once you have that skewed number, or that incorrect number, or that anomaly for whatever you want to call it, it forever skews the numbers. Okay, so you may be an even 10 of a 20 or 30 years, but just once, one time they throw in a two and that messes everything up. Because now, going forward, you have to go by that number, even though it's not a real number. And when I say by it's not a real number, it's not... What I mean by that is that even during the pandemic, people at Colgate-Palmolive still went to work. Yeah, they put their masks on, and they put whatever safety precautions in order for everyone to feel safe. But they still went to work, still did their 40 hours, still produced all their toothpaste, all the toothbrushes, all the hairbrushes, all the shampoo, all that crap. They still continued to produce it even during that time. So it didn't really affect the business itself. It only affected the value of the stock. And the stock is only the public's perception of the value. It's not actual real value. The real value behind it is actually called the book value. What that means is if you liquidated everything that Colgate Palmolive held, everything, the land, the buildings, the uh, accounts payable, the, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, you liquidated it and then you sold off everything to the investors. You sold it all off and gave the money to the investors. That is the actual book value of the company. Okay? Lo and behold, that's what it is. You can't hide that number. The uh, the market value is what the public perceives the valuation to be based on the projections forward, which is um, a lot of uh, based on historical performance. You know, if it's always doing this, it's going to probably continue to do that. And that's the value is where it comes from. So I'm going to pass on, on doing anything at this moment in time because it's still beginning before the hours, before the market opens. 
So I don't want to do anything rash. I want to see what the market maker d decides when he gets up. <laughs> when he gets up, yeah. When he chimes in for the day. Okay, so that's Colgate Palmolive. She did hit us with a little bit of a surprise. She opened up at uh, 76.20, and she closed at 78.32. It's a nice little jump, more than average, to the upside, which is a good thing. Okay, so the next on the list is Hasbro. So let's take a look at what Hasbro is doing and what it has done and see what we're going to do like that. <clears throat> okay, so Hasbro started out last year ooh, at the low at 57. She made a high just recently this year. I think it was in January 14th, mid-January. A high of 101. But she settled into a nice little trading range now right in the 96 area. Now we're into Hasbro at 97.6 and we sold the 97.5 calls for $1.5, which is a nice number. I like that number. Hasbro's been very nice to me lately. Okay, so we got uh, 800 shares at Hasbro at 97.6. We sold the 97 and a half and she settled yesterday at 96.975. So that's basically gonna stay where it is don't need to do anything to that. Uh, QCOM is the last on the list for us. Um, QCOM started out last year at 66 and it made a high of 167. That's a nice climb. What is that? 130, 140% in a year? That's not bad. Okay, so she settled into it after making the high of, ooh, what was it? 151. She settled into a trading range right around 32, uh, 132, which is where she is now. And I believe we're into this at 144, but we did sell the 137 call for this week. Okay, we got 64 cents a share, which is nice. Uh, but she's just hovering around 132. It doesn't seem to be a threat to anything, so we're just going to leave that one alone. And we're going to jump in to see what's happening today. Uh... Okay, let's bring up my list. Where are we looking for? We're looking at um, the dividend champions. There we go. Um, and it is March 24th. So we need to look at April 7th. ROF, we already did that one. All right, so here we go. We've got one, two, three, four, five companies to look at. I can only tell you right off the top is the only one I recognize. It's two, General Dynamics and T, which is AT&T. That is a no-brainer. AT&T's been over in business for over 100 years. Um, they've been on Dividend King for over 50 years. I mean, I mean, I don't know how long they've been a Dividend King, but they are a Dividend King, so we're just going to settle with that. And first one on the list is BRC. BRC's... Brady. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that Tom Brady had his own company. Just kidding. I don't really know what BRC is. But it is Brady Company. Alrighty. So, after 21 cent dividend, they started out last year at $40.99. Uh, the high was a couple of weeks ago at $57.90. It's kind of like all over the place. Look at this thing. It gets, it gets, it's up. To uh, what 54, then it's down to 43, then it's up to 51, then it's down to 38, it's up to 47, down to 43, up to 54. It's all over the place. 
no rhyme reason. It's kind of like a sideways company. So you had three down days in a row. That's not three down days. Sorry. We got a doji. We got a doji on Monday. Uh, Friday. Sorry. A doji on Friday, down day Monday, and down day Tuesday. However, we got the dividend coming up in two weeks. That looked adequate. Now, again, we have this number here where we are now, and it looks like it's going to go down a little bit, but we don't know because of the anomaly of last last year. But we're going to be past that in, in a couple of weeks. So I could say this does look not that bad. So let's take a look at what the other chart says for BRC. BRC, here we go. Uh, chart, here we go. Now... Ooh, it looks like there's going to be a turn because you see where the uh, the buyers and the sellers are coming together. Support, resistance, over overselling, overbuying, you know, oversold, overbought, whatever you want to call it. When the blue line crosses the the yellow line, it's in a downturn, but it's whoops. But we don't know which way it's going to go. So that one, I'm just going to say not at this moment in time because it doesn't look that promising. Because right, she's bouncing off of a high. We don't know where she's going to go. GD, I was right, General Dynamics. All right, so let's see. General Dynamics looks like. Uh, General Dynamics, there we go. General Dynamics started out last year at the low at 112. Got back to a trading range of 130 within a couple of days. Then hit another trading range of 150. Traveled that way for almost a whole year. She bounces off that at the end of January to make an all-time well, new high. At 180. She hits the 180 and then she has two down days in a row. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Could 180 be the threshold for general dynamics? And I don't know why I'm looking at the seasonality because you have that March anomaly, so it doesn't tell us what it's going to do other than based on historical performance, it's going to go down a little bit, but we don't really know. Whoops, let's go back to general dynamics and the other discharge here. Okay, it's, it's uncertainty. The uh, the average is leveling off. The overbought, oversold is not going anywhere. They, they, they don't know which way it's going to go. So it's kind of up in the air in that one. Don't really like what it's saying, but it is what it is. Next on the list is GIS. Is that Giselle? Nope. General Mills. Oh, my God. General Mills has been an ancient company. Don't they make Cheerios, General Mills? I think so. All right, GIS. Started out the year at the low at 47.09, quickly jumped up to a trading range of 61. It just went sideways, and then she hit a high at 66. From there, it's been a slow decline, but we have a double bottom here in January 14th, and again in March 1st at 54. From there, she bounces off to a nice movement. And this is a nice movement. I like this one. But we don't know where she's going to end up. Let's take a look at seasonality for General Mills. Yep, that don't look good. I hate anomalies because it makes everything so crazy. All right, so let's look at General Mills. G-I-S. G-I-S. All right. Oh, wow, that looks nice. All right, it's way overbought. And uh, the moving average is way on up there. Could it make a new? Could it continue on going up? Yes, it could. It actually could. So let's take a look at the trades for GIS, and see what it says. She's got a bid of fifty-eight eighty-six and an ask of fifty-nine. Remember, these numbers are skewed because it's not during hours. 
Alright, so we were going to buy it at 59 and sell the 50, 60. That's the one, it's a dollar. Uh, yeah, that's like, uh, that's over 1%. That's almost a 2% return just doing the covered call. Okay, so that's not a bad, that's not a bad one if, if people want to do that. OGD, who is OGD? OGD Energy Corporation. I don't know. OGD. OGE, okay. OGE. Oh, okay, so Oge had a low last year, 24, but she jumped up to this trading range. She's been there. She, it's just like this is a good channel, like Saki. You get your highs, you get your lows, and it's basically sideways. A lot of utilities do that, and I'm not 100% sure if this is a utility or not, but you know, energy company kind of gives you the idea that it is a utility company, and they're notorious for going sideways, channeling. So you get your highs, you get your lows, jump in into hot, uh, the low, you sell it at the highs. It's, it's, Go back and forth. Channeling is, is, a, is a great strategy for those who, who aren't too risky. Um, okay, so OGE, she settled it somewhere around the, the uh, 32 from yesterday. Uh, let's see what seasonality. I, I don't know why I'm bothering looking at seasonality. I should stop looking at it until we get into, what is it, April? Because <laughs> then we'll get rid of all this crap. Apparently, she's going to bottom out very soon, and then she's going to hit a nice little escalation, which is not bad. I like that idea. So let's jump on in, take a look at what the chart looks like for OGE. OGE. I've had nice sideways. Okay, so I had the earnings report. What did it say? Earnings was 27. Um, okay, so don't look that bad. All right, everything looks good for this one. What was the trade look like on OGE? Um, they only have monthly options. So I try to stay away from monthly option stock unless we're into the third week of the month because I like to do it on a weekly basis. For those of you who want to, because you're going to be holding this thing for three weeks. Okay, you buy it at 32, you sell the 30s for 190. That is not even worth it. Okay. <coughs> So I'm just going to pass on that one because numbers just don't look good. T, everyone knows T. ATT, they've been in business for over 100 years. And this is another nice channeling stock. High, low, and it kind of goes sideways. All right, so she started out last year. It looks like um, 29.98. Within a couple of days, she's back into the 29.75 area. Like, this thing just goes sideways in, the, in that tight range. So it's not really... A huge mover so that's probably a good idea for a uh, a dividend play okay um, what was the chart look like that's a nice movement there's a lot a lot of buyers up there keeping it nice and strong that trends up on the high side so that looks like almost a definite yes because pff, it's a dividend king has been in business for over a hundred years and I like consistency Okay, so even before hours, it's, the bid is 30.06 and the ask is 30.07. That is as tight as you could possibly get. Um, so if we bought it at 30.07 and we sold the 30, we could get 20, 21 cent um, call for that. So that is nice. So you, you know, you buy it at 30 and you sell the. Uh, 
the selling the option to buy it from you at 30 and you get a 20 cents per share so that's a nice little return so that's like a definite yes I'm not telling you to I gotta tell you that you know if it was my money yes I would but it's not so you guys decide AT&T is always a no-brainer you always go for that one um, just jump in get the, get the dividend and get on out okay so other than that we're gonna look at a nice set is that one two three four five more for tomorrow look at that Verizon's on the list for tomorrow and Hormel okay so anyway that being said this is James from Dividend Stock Talk brought to you by the 10 minute trader we're out of here for today you guys have a great day and um, help me with that uh, keeping a lookout for Colgate Palmolive because <laughs> keep your fingers crossed I don't like to lose money but hey I know that nobody wins them all and if it's a loss I gotta take it's a loss I gotta take and it's not a big one okay I probably would end up buying the options back and selling next week's option to cover whatever losses I had and hopefully she stays at that number so I can get back to where my my um my target price was okay all that being said this is James from dividend stock talk I'm out of here and I will catch you guys tomorrow wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades let us know if you have any questions we can get back to you and have a great day well that wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day.